Hello, and welcome to People of the Pod, brought to you by American Jewish Committee. Each week, we take you beyond the headlines to help you understand what they all mean for America, Israel, and the Jewish people. I'm your host, Manya Brashear-Pashman. At the end of May, weeks after most college students headed home, abroad, or to summer internships, the White House released its U.S. national strategy for countering anti-Semitism. But given the timing, it's unclear how many students know it exists. With me are two student leaders who not only know, they've shared it with other students with the intention of helping to implement its recommendations for college campuses when, in a few weeks, they go back to school. Sabrina Soffer, a rising junior at George Washington University, is the commissioner of the Presidential Task Force to Combat Antisemitism at GW. And Abe Baker Butler, a rising junior at Yale University, is the president of the AJC Campus Global Board. Abe, Sabrina, welcome to People of the Pod. Thank you for having us, Maria. So I will ask you both, when did you hear about the U.S. national strategy? So I heard about the national strategy when it was in the headlines initially. But with school ending and finals, I didn't have the time to actually sit down and read it in full until we got to AJC Global Forum. And what really stuck with me was how there are real actions items in there for students, and not only Jewish students, but all students to take action to combat anti-Semitism. And I was very excited that as the Campus Global Board, we had the opportunity to spend some real quality time brainstorming how we could play a meaningful role in implementing this national strategy to combat anti-Semitism. So yeah, that's really interesting. I took very similar tidbits away from the strategy, but the first time that I heard about it was actually the same day that I was giving a talk to a group of women in San Diego, which is my hometown in California. And I gave a lot of hope to the women who were listening to what I was saying, especially because the talk was about my experience on campus, which I think I'll get into a little bit later. But similar to Abe, the time I read it, I read it on the plane, actually, on the way to Israel. So I had quite a bit of time to do that. And the things that really stuck with me was exactly what Abe said, how all students, not just Jewish students, can take action. And also um, the interfaith component, I think that having other students stand up for the Jewish community is essential and spreading awareness that way can really help in the fight to combat anti-Semitism. And yes, Sabrina, I do want to talk to you a little bit more about the task force. But first, Abe, can you tell us about the AJC Campus Global Board? It was formed last year, but who makes up its membership and why? Why are they on this board? We're a group of 30 students. I believe there are 20 of us from the United States, 10 of us from the rest of the world. And when I say the rest of the world, truly the whole rest of the world, Australia to South Africa to Europe, you name it. And our mission that we're working to pursue is to support AJC's work on campus and also to really ensure that AJC's work is informed from a student leader and young person's perspective. So I think it's a real testament to AJC that they're taking this tangible step to prioritize us as young people and to say, you know, we want to hear you and we want your perspectives to inform our advocacy. So what schools do students hail from? Are they all East Coast schools or is there a geographic diversity? Certainly not all East Coast schools. We have people from all over, ranging from the University of Florida, University of Southern California, University of Tennessee, Northwestern, and that's just in the United States. Our goal is really to ensure that we are incorporating a broad array of perspectives from across our country, from across also all parts of the Jewish community. 
we care deeply on the Campus Global Board about ensuring that we're embracing a pluralistic Judaism, that we have people from all denominations, all backgrounds. And we believe that by doing that, we can best inform AJC's work. And what have you done so far? Yes. So in the past year, we've really been building our structure and integrating ourselves into the AJC institution. A few highlights that I can think of from the past year that have been particularly meaningful to me are, well, I guess this is one of the biggest ones in my mind. During the development and prior to the announcement of the national strategy to combat anti-Semitism, Holly Huffnagel, AJC's U.S. Director for Combating Anti-Semitism, her and other AJC content experts and staff took the time to meet with a contingent of our Campus Global Board members to hear their thoughts in a listening session of sorts. And then what Holly and those staff members did is they took those thoughts and used them as they were giving feedback to the White House as it developed the national strategy. To me, that's extremely meaningful. Some other events we did is we had an event with TED at University of Pennsylvania, which received really diverse audience in terms of Jewish denominations and observance, which I was very happy about. We also held an event with Richie Torres at Harvard, which was also much needed given the situation on campus there. And beyond those sorts of headline events, we've also been doing more. We started a mentorship program between our campus global board and Access. And there's a lot more in the pipeline, too, that I can also talk about. Can you talk a little bit more about what was going on at Harvard? Is the campus global board, is the primary responsibility to respond to situations? Yes. So the reason I made that remark is because I think there's often a perception that you can't be both progressive and Zionist. And I think Richie Torres, who was our speaker there, really uh, cuts that misconception straight through. But in terms of us responding to what's going on on campus, another really interesting part of our work that I'm proud of is our anti-Semitic incident response. Whenever there is an anti-Semitic incident on a campus, we, the leadership of the Campus Global Board, try and reach out to the Jewish leaders on that campus, whether it be the presidents of Hillel or the head of the Chabad Board. And we come saying, hey, we're not here looking to get any kind of headlines or press coverage or to meet with your university administrators. You tell us what you need, and we're here as a group of 30 committed individuals to provide it to you. Sabrina, tell us about GW's task force to combat anti-Semitism, and who makes up that group? Yeah, so GW's task force came about after the Laura Sheehy incident that happened in December. So basically, there was a professor who was teaching a mandatory diversity class in the grad school level. Everybody had to introduce where they were coming from. And there was a group of students from Tel Aviv. And the professor responded, it's not your fault. You were born in Israel. And to make the long story short, that class became increasingly about imperialism and settler colonialism and like more anti-Israel over time. And the students became more and more uncomfortable. And even after they reported it to the dean, there was no accountability. And then there was a Title VI complaint. And after that, there was an investigation conducted by the university. I guess the university hired a law firm and they found that there was not only no anti-Semitism, but no discrimination because it fell within the lines of free speech, like what was going on in the classroom, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think that it created a really hostile environment because the students did report that they couldn't sleep well, they couldn't eat because like they had to turn in assignments to that professor who they couldn't trust because obviously she disrespected them because of their identity. So something I'm trying to do with the task force is trying to create trust between all members of the GW community, whether they agree or disagree and no matter their identity groups. But 
I'll put that aside for now. So after that incident happened, there was a student in the student government. I think he's the former legislator general. And he was friends with the president of Chabad. And I'm the vice president. So they were speaking about it. And I guess the president, who's a good friend of mine, said, oh, I have a friend who's like very much involved in the Jewish world. And she would definitely like to take on an initiative like this one and create a task force to deal with these issues on campus because we've had quite a few of them that are either similar or radically different than the Lara Sheehy incident. So, you know, I took the task upon myself. They gave me some parameters of what to do, like it had to be 10 students, which I've now expanded to 15 because I couldn't reject people who seriously sounded amazing in their interviews. And then it had to be tied to the student government in some sort. So from there, I had to pass it through three different committees on the task force. And I really wanted it to be an all-encompassing group. For example, I didn't want it all Jews, like the White House national strategy says. And I think at the back of my mind, like my mom raised me with this principle of you can't solve a problem without making people who are a part of the problem a part of the solution. So I said, you know what, let's go for it, yalla, and it'll be better this way, and we'll figure out these issues together. So then it came about, it was voted on unanimously, and then we've kind of started doing some work during the summer. We started collecting data. I've gotten the whole team organized, and I'm really, really pleased. You know, I'm sure there are Jewish students who are listening, who are heading to campus as freshmen this year. Perhaps their parents or their grandparents are listening. And Sabrina, I'm curious, what should they expect? And how can they prepare to be a Jewish student on an American college campus? So I think that every campus is different. And I want to preface this by saying that no, like the campuses themselves Besides a few, um, like you can't label the campus as an anti-Semitic university. I think that's really important to note. I like for me, from what I've seen in conversations with administrators, with faculty and other students, is that there's a problem of systemic ignorance that breeds anti-Semitism, not so much a problem of systemic anti-Semitism, because really like the majority of people don't have that much hate in their heart. You know, it's like go out and say tropes and demonize another person's identity for no reason. Like I think it really comes from People are trying to advocate for something else, but they don't know how it makes other people feel or they just don't care. And I think we have to do a better job of explaining how we feel. So that was just a little bit of a preface. But the backstory is that I came into college not having any idea what this would be like. Like I try to look for a campus with a great Jewish community, which GW absolutely has. Not all campuses have it, but I'm lucky at GW that we do have a Chabad, Hillel, Mayor, GW for Israel. So groups that I really identify with, and I thought that I would have no problem. However, in some of the classes that I was taking, I would openly share my ties to Israel, where my family was from, where I got my principles and my ethics. And over time, I came to realize that my ideas were being tarnished. They were being called racist and xenophobic. And this was just a quick story. We were trying to talk about Holocaust education and slavery education. And one girl told me, oh, the Holocaust is a lot more sensitized than slavery in school because Jews are white. And, you know, it did not sit well with me, but it was a problem of ignorance. I had a conversation with a girl afterward and, you know, we reconciled the differences. But I think that happens a lot on campus where there's so much ignorance that it just comes out in ways that they shouldn't. So from then on, I really took it upon myself to become an educator. No matter what people would think of me, I would always try to spread my truth and do it in a loving way. 
I would just encourage really all Jewish students before they get to campus to find their community because this whole time that I was experiencing this difficulty, I was really leaning on my Chabad friends, my Hillel friends, and of course my family back home, always talk to your parents. <laughs> I think that's a really important point. And find the people who are gonna support you no matter what. So that's just my big piece of advice, as well as get yourself educated. Know your history, know your facts, know your identity, and never stop being who you are. Abe, what about you? What advice do you have for incoming freshmen? Yeah, well, I think Sabrina really hit the nail on the head here by talking about ignorance. The stories I've heard from my friends and what I've experienced on campus, I've heard multiple times on my campus ideas such as the Jews are white and privileged. Why do the Jews have so many resources in the form of their lovely Hillel building? Look how rich the Jews are. They have security guards. These kinds of ideas, these kinds of comments, I think that they're not coming from I mean, I don't think there's such a thing as informed hatred, right? I think that's an oxymoron, but they're coming out of ignorance. And I think because these sorts of anti-Semitic sentiments are coming out of ignorance, it makes the work that people like Sabrina and I, like Sabrina's task force and our Campus Global Board, I think it makes the work that we're doing ever more important, extremely important. In terms of my advice for Jewish students coming to campus, I would say you should keep in mind that while you can have an extremely meaningful impact by teaching those who may be ignorant about anti-Semitism. You also should remember that it is not only your responsibility to fight anti-Semitism, it is the entire community's responsibility to fight anti-Semitism, that it includes, it should and must include allies. And then the other advice I would give is exactly what Sabrina said. You should know that as a Jewish student, there is a community behind you, both on your campus, whether it's Hillel or Chabad or anything else, and also nationally. There are students like Sabrina and I who are here to support you. There are organizations like Jewish on Campus, for example, of students that have ambassadors programs on campus. So you should never feel alone as a Jewish student on campus because there are so many people out there who care about you and support you and you have the facts behind you. Just something that's really important for students to know is like know your rights on campus, both in the campus realm and the legal realm. Because what happened with the Laura Sheehy incident, those students, they knew how to report the incident, but there was no accountability. So it's like, where do I go from there? I've had students, I've had friends who have given up after they've had incidents and they didn't know to go to groups like AJC or Hillel International maybe to help them out. So I think that knowing your rights before you get to campus is imperative. You know, I was going to add, thank you so much, Sabrina, for that. I was also going to add to what Abe said. I went to a very small school for undergraduate. I was one of two Jews on campus that I know of. (laughs) There might have been more. So there was no Hillel. It was a very small, tiny Jewish community. But like you said, Abe, there are organizations like AJC. There are national organizations. Now there's a national action plan that applies to every school, right? Not just these larger schools that have Hillel's or Chabad's on campus. I also wanted to talk about engaging different points of view and different perspectives. These are all young people, your age, still learning. I also think it's very important to build and find allies on campus. I think that right there is a potential for education. And Abe, I'm curious what kind of thought the Campus Global Board has given to engaging different points of view and finding allies. 
Certainly. So we care deeply about finding allies. One thing I do want to highlight is the AJC curriculum that we've been developing with Dr. Sarah Gooden that we look to use on campuses. In terms of finding allies, that is key. It's central to our work on the Campus Global Board. Some ideas that we have that we're working on include collaboration, brotherhood and sisterhood events with Black and Jewish fraternities and sororities, reading groups between Black and Jewish groups on campus to understand each other's shared perspectives, joint interfaith sailors and events between Muslim and Jewish groups on campuses. We really have a responsibility to create shared communities of goodwill who can be our allies on campus. Because in addition to you know, having the national strategy and having national organizations like AJC, on campuses like the one you attend in Manya, having allies like that is perhaps the most important because they can be that community that supports you. And the other thing that I wanted to add to what we were discussing before in terms of advice for Jewish students that I neglected to say was you should always be proud of your Jewish identity. Always, always, always. You are the heir to an extremely rich intellectual and cultural tradition. And anyone who tries to make you feel ashamed of that or to slander that is wrong and you should not heed what they say. I am curious if you could share how you have celebrated, enjoyed being Jewish on campus. This past April, it was Yom Atzmaut and we had Israel Fest. It's GW for Israel organized. We put Israeli flags in Kogan Plaza, the main plaza. We had loud music, falafel, shawarma, everything. And we were just dancing. And it was just the most amazing experience. For me, a lot of my Jewish identity comes from Zionism and my Israeli background. So just being able to celebrate Yom Atzmaut with a bunch of my Jewish friends who also support Israel, and it was just amazing. And also like a lot of the music that I grew up with and that I'm familiar with, that was very fun to like have in public on campus and also having non-Jews join us in that celebration. And this was all while SJP and JVP were sitting right in front of us for literally two hours with posters, with very hostile messages about Israel. And we didn't pay any attention. We kept dancing. We'll do our thing. We'll be proud. We block out the noise, block out the hate. So That felt pretty great. And then another experience I had was on Pesach. My parents come and visit me a lot. I brought them to Chabad for Pesach, and it was just like they fit in so nicely with all my friends, all the students, and the whole GW community. And like Chabad was really the organization that like ushered me in at the beginning. They really made me feel like home away from home. And having my parents like literally made my home amazing, very Jewish. They brought me up in a Jewish home. Having them in my new kind of home in college just was very rewarding. So those were like two experiences. Both sound beautiful. Both sound really, really lovely. And I just want to clarify for listeners, JVP stands for Jewish Voice for Peace, and SJP is Students for Justice in Palestine, which are two groups on college campuses that have engaged in a lot of anti-Israel rhetoric. Abe, I want to turn back to you for one last question, and that is, I asked you what the Campus Global Board has done in its one year of existence, but what will it do in the year ahead? What do you envision accomplishing? Probably the most central part of our plans for this year. I want to highlight is implementing the White House National Strategy on Combating Anti-Semitism on campus. One idea that we're working on, not finalized yet, but that I'm hoping will become a reality, is an incubator of sorts. We'll put out a call for proposals 
from not only Jewish but non-Jewish groups about how to fight anti-Semitism on campus in line with the plan. And then our goal is that the Campus Global Board will sift through the proposals that we receive and figure out how we can best support financially and otherwise these organizations on campus in conducting activities that will help implement the plan and stem anti-Semitism. Some other ideas we have are we want to bring diplomats from Abraham Accords countries to campuses to help stem the ignorance that I was talking about. And then also we want to ensure, to the point I was making earlier about integrating young people and really walking the talk with young people as part of AJC's advocacy, we want to ensure that young people are members of the Campus Global Board and others are in as many AJC advocacy meetings and settings as possible. Because we believe that, and AJC believes as well, that when our voices are there, it provides for an even more persuasive advocacy and an even more full representation of the interests of the Jewish community. Can you give examples of where that advocacy takes place? Where would these young people go? Certainly. So we're planning to do it at all levels. One example would be diplomatic marathon alongside the UN General Assembly, meetings with diplomats there, but also at the local level with legislators and others at the regional office level. There are a lot of opportunities for young people to get involved in AJC's work. And we want to ensure that young voices are represented in all of these meetings, whether it be domestic legislators or or diplomats or anyone else. Sabrina, Abe, thank you so much for joining us and discussing what your plans are for this year. I wish you both a lot of luck, and I hope you, most of all, enjoy your junior years in college. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Maria. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to tune in for my conversation in Tel Aviv with Yotam Pulitzer, the CEO of Israel, about the humanitarian agency's mission and the impact of sharing Israel's expertise and technology with millions around the world coping with crisis. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by AJC. Our producer is Atara Lakritz. Our sound engineer is TK Broderick. You can subscribe to People of the Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or learn more at ajc.org slash peopleofthepod. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the positions of AJC. We'd love to hear your views and opinions or your questions. You can reach us at peopleofthepod at ajc.org. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to tell your friends, tag us on social media with hashtag peopleofthepod, and hop on to Apple Podcasts to rate us and write a review to help more listeners find us. Tune in next week for another episode of People of the Pod. 